Good morning, Sam. Morning, Marina. Good to be back and good to see you. This is so weird. And I'm on this side. I know, you're on the main desk. I'm the guest. I'm the guest. You are the guest. And uh, yeah, a long time. It's ages since I saw you generally and uh, a long time since we've been in a studio together. I know. uh, It's great. For those of you who don't know, Sam and I have worked together before for a long time. You actually helped me get my first job. That's true. I was such a pest. I had like contacted you on all forms of social media and every channel possible. I think I even emailed you, like wrote you a letter probably by Pigeon. And eventually you gave and you were like, okay, fine, fine. I will help you. <laughs> I think I might have gone through the wife as well. I think so. Um, yeah. And eventually I think you caved and you helped me out. So uh, I think that is why we're here today. Pretty much. So do you know about this podcast? Uh, I know a little bit. I've, I've, hmm. Yeah. So... Okay. It's a chance for you to sort of reflect on your career, um, also your life and the choices that you've made. And it doesn't all have to be shiny. It's not just about what you did right. I think, if anything, we quite like to hear what you did wrong. Um, (laughs) And we'd like to hear about the mistakes that you've made because, first of all, they make us feel better about ourselves. But I think also people would quite like an insight into how you got to where you are today but also how you work as a person. Because I think everybody knows you as Sam, uh, Sam Steen from The Breakfast Show. Mm -hmm. It would be nice to kind of peel that back and get to know you a bit. And I thought, what better way to do it than to sit you down for an interview, but to warm you up with some quick fire questions. Okay. So just answer is whatever comes to your head. What did you have for breakfast? Uh, Coffee. Is Is that always your breakfast? Yeah. But you get up so early. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I value the extra time in bed rather than time spent making breakfast. Favourite TV series? Ooh, uh, Spaced. Oh, what's that? It's a comedy series from the early noughties with Simon Pegg. Do you still watch it? Oh, no, but it's but just it's my favourite series. But it's favourite ever? Yeah. Wow, okay. Favourite movie? Uh, um, the Big Lebowski. Okay. Maybe. A podcast that you will always listen to. Uh, Second Captains. Uh, Is that a football one? It's a sports one. I knew you would say that. Favourite song? Oh, that changes every day. Um, Right now, uh, a band called Wet Leg and a song song called Chaise Long. It's kind of my jam for the last month or two. Ideal Holiday. Ooh, a destination or kind of scenario? Like the whole thing. The whole whole thing, yeah. Wife and son having fun doing things like that. I guess, generally. But where? Um, well, I guess they're different holidays because then one is like on a beach doing absolutely Sam, nothing. Sam, pick one. Um, probably like Mauritius or something. Oh, like nice. I thought you were going to panic and say something like Brighton then I'd be like, oh, Ash will kill you. <laughs> what is the one item that you can't live without? Uh, sadly, probably my phone. Favourite drink? Uh, Guinness. Death row meal? My wife and I were only talking about this last night. Yeah. And I said a, I said a Christmas dinner. That's quite solid. I feel like that like has a lot of good bits. There's a lot of yeah. things, right? What's on it? Turkey, ham, bacon, roast potatoes, mashed potatoes. Gravy. Great loads of gravy. Yeah. Various veg, cranberry sauce, mm, mm. maybe in a second kind of stuffing. This is great because I feel like it incorporates all my favourite foods. Like um, full English breakfast is sort of on there. Sure. And then a Sunday mm. roast is basically it. It's yeah. just basically like the ultimate roast, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Very good answer. If you had to choose an actor to play you in the movie of your life? Uh, young Matt 
Damon, but he'd have to eat lots. <laughs> <laughs> Younger Matt Damon. Yeah, because he's still young. Yeah, yeah he's like in his, his 50s. Yeah. You've been a breakfast show DJ now for a little over a decade. Yeah. Does that make you feel old? Uh, yes. Uh, there have been a couple of incidences that make me feel very, very old, actually. Such as? Uh, I did I did a show a while back and a guy came in He uh, as a guest and he was a music producer. He'd, you know, he'd put out a couple of singles. Uh, had grown up here but was living in the UK and he was back. And uh, and I remember after we did the interview, he said, oh, you know, I, I used to listen to you on my way to school all the time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I thought, no. Oh, no. No, I'm so old. Um, so, yeah. That. Way to make a guy feel old, right? Yeah. I mean, it was nice and it was really, you know, it was cool yeah. to meet somebody who had listened for a long time. But uh, it certainly did make me question uh, certain decisions I'd made in my life, which I guess we'll get to. It's like an achievement, but then it's yeah. also, you know, obviously. What was I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a big responsibility, the way that you have to get people up and out of bed in the morning ready for their day. Mm. What has been your favourite thing about being a breakfast show DJ? Oh, I would say definitely the building the community around the show, mm-hmm. you know, having it be, I've, I've mentioned this before, um, but I'll say it again. Um, the idea that I always had for the show was, you know, that group of friends that you met on your way into school, you know, you kind of, yeah. you met in the morning, You it was before class, maybe. You walk in together, yeah. You walk in together, you're kind of chatting about what you saw on TV the night before, maybe you discovered some some new music, you're kind of swapping CDs or, you know, having mm-hmm. having fun, having jokes, uh, whatever. And that was the kind of vibe that I wanted the radio show to have. And mm-hmm. I think I kind of got that yeah. in the years. Because it was, it was, every morning it was like a gang of friends meeting up, yeah. you know, saying, hey, how's it going? I found this, thought you might like it, thought it's funny. Yeah. And suggesting songs for each other and things like that. And that kind of community is the thing I'm most proud of, I think. Is that what the, was that, was yeah, that yeah. the question? Was that the question? Yeah, it was like, what's your favourite thing? And that, that community that you've built is yeah. really important to yeah, you. Yeah. And I think that comes across when we listen to it as well. Okay, good. Um, also, because you're a constant for people, you know, I think yeah. people, no matter what happens, you, you get up, you have a bad day or you, you're nervous, you've got an exam today or you've got an interview today. At least people listen to you and that's the same thing that happens every day, Monday to Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. What was the most difficult thing about being the first voice most people would be listening to in the morning? I mean, I guess for me, it's just getting up early in the, at that time of the morning. You're not a morning person, not are you? Not particularly, no. I, I noticed that, um, yeah. Not really. I mean, I've been getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning for, yeah. like you say, a decade now, but I'm yeah. still not entirely used to it. Um, getting more used to it, I have to say. Um, you know, I get up early at the weekends now as well. We've been doing it for such a long time. Yeah, I mean, it should should finally start to stick. But uh, yeah, I start to get up, a, I mean, relatively early at the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's always been the, the biggest struggle. And I, I guess, you know, you give up some of your nightlife as well because you have to be True. up early. So midweek gigs, midweek kind of things. You used much to do it. that though, didn't you? I used to do it and it just became impossible it's just not you know after a certain time it just doesn't work with with the show you arrive in completely tired so yeah now i'm in bed at nine o'clock most nights very different sometimes earlier yeah you know so yeah but it makes a big difference when you're fresh like huge difference yeah absolutely yeah yeah having said that though i've worked with you before when you've been absolutely exhausted Mm -hmm. and then like as soon as that red light comes on you you just turn it on you, you know what, you can do it for 
blasts of 90 seconds in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the light's on. Hey! And yeah. then the light goes off. It's like, oh, God, get me coffee. Have you always been like that? Like, have you always been someone who's got, like, a persona that you can turn on? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, most people have that skill mm-hmm. one way or the other. And, mm-hmm. you know, people have got phone voices and they've got work personalities. And if ever you've worked in any kind of services, you know, if you've ever worked in hospitality or anything like yeah. that you know you've had to you've had to pretend to be nice to awful people yeah uh you know so you people you people are able to put a face on and that's essentially what what it is really not that i'm putting a face no on, no no you know because you have to be real and you have to be whatever but yeah. you just have to be a slightly elevated version of yourself i think it's true because when we first worked together people would say to me all the time is sam always like that like are you laughing all the time with him and i'm like well, not no i'm miserable <laughs> <laughs> i have no fun and i was like not that, not that you're not fun but you are pared down yeah and the you that people get is the highlights right and i think people forget that and they think oh my god he must be like that all the time i mean you'd, you'd be You'd be so annoying if you were like that all True. the time. True. And exhausted. You'd be exhausted. You'd be wrecked. Yeah, You'd be yeah. exhausted from being yeah. that up and honest. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it, and it you need it to, because it's 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 just audio. Mm-hmm. So everything that you do has to be slightly exaggerated. True. You know, and for it to come across, every kind of, uh, you know, the nuances in your voice, if, if it's just, if it, you just have to elevate it 10, 20%. And mm-hmm. then, it's more obvious. It's, you know, you can understand it a little bit That's more. why it helps if you're a naturally dramatic person. It's true. Um, did you, when you first started doing it, did you ever get nervous? Or do you get nervous now? Uh, no, I don't think so. You don't? No, I don't think so. I, I'm nervous. I wasn't really nervous when I started either. It's more excited. You yeah. Know, excited to yeah. be doing something that I yeah. that I enjoyed doing. But I've never, no, I've never really been nervous. And it also, you make a mistake, it's gone. It's that's live. so. That's the best thing about doing live things, isn't it? You yeah. Know? You, if there's an issue, something happens, it's gone. People move on. People yeah. have got things going on in their own lives. They're not going to be dwelling on the fact that you flubbed a, a line or yeah. messed up a messed up reading a sentence. Yeah. No one cares. I mean, just move on. And it's like real life. You know, if you're in a conversation with somebody and somebody goes, sorry, I'll start again. (laughs) It's like it barely registers in your mind that that's happened. You just move on with the conversation and that's how it is. So anyone who is, uh, you know, starting a podcast or a radio Mm -hmm. show or something like that, don't worry, just carry on. What advice would you give someone, now that you mentioned starting Mm. a podcast, um, what advice would you give someone who's trying to get into the broadcasting or podcasting industry? The the advice I would give, I guess, is listen to radio, listen to people that you like. Yeah. And listen to them a lot and take notes uh, Mm. and figure out a style that suits you and, and, and never stop never stop trying to improve just always be listening and take taking notes of things mm-hmm. because styles change attitudes change you know there, there's different ways that shows evolve over time mm-hmm. and uh, and you kind of have to do that as well and there are a lot of podcasts out there i mean literally yeah. millions yeah um so you you could just be shouting into you know shouting at the sea you know th- yeah. you you want what you what you're making to to have some authority. So when you were younger, mm-hmm. younger, no, so I did that. What would you say that you knew that this is what you'd want to do? 
Because you, you've been broadcasting for a long... You've been in radio for... Would I want... Yeah. When did I know I wanted... Well, did you know that... Oh, yeah, since I was about nine. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's all, all I've ever wanted to do. What did you like about it? Uh, I think, like I said, the sort of community feel. I think it was... But as a nine-year-old? Well, I love I love that people rang in or text in or whatever. They got involved in these shows. They, they could get their songs that they wanted played on the radio. Messages, shout-outs to them. Right. Um, I was discovering music then as well, you know, that I, that I liked. I was hearing pop songs. I was getting into music properly at about nine, you yeah. know, enjoying the stuff that I was hearing. And then hearing the people having a laugh on the radio. Mm. And I thought, that's someone's job. That's so cool. They yeah. get to play these cool songs, have fun, uh, you know. When you put it like that, it is really fun, isn't it? It sounded great. And it was it was TV, well, radio presenting, I always wanted to do it. And then, or also TV presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, again, I was nine or ten and I was watching the Disney Channel or whatever. And, yeah. you know, they'd have, they'd go back to a studio and there'd be some young guys and girls kind of going, again, playing games, introducing the next TV show that yeah. was on, doing, you know, having guests in to chat. I thought that looks like so much fun. That's such a cool thing to do, you know, to go yeah. and, and actually be with other people and have uh, good conversations and chats and, and jokes and things like that. And for that to be a job, that's a real thing you can do. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. So uh, We all know that you're Irish, but where in Ireland are you from? Limerick. Did that seem like a tangible dream for you at that age? Uh, yeah, I used to listen to my local radio station. There was a few, actually, stations that I used to listen to growing up. Uh, Limerick 95 was the was the main one. Mm-hmm. Is it still going? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Limerick's Live 95. <laughs> uh, didn't hire me, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> They're regretting it now, Sam, <coughs> <Yeah>. don't worry. <laughs> so L- Limerick's Live 95 was there. Then there was uh, a, a quite formative... Uh, show or a station it was a, a pirate radio station called magic fm okay that i used to listen to that was just two guys operating out of a, a homemade studio over a baker's shop in town and uh and that was great they played brilliant music and they were uh they were obviously it was a pirate radio station so they were much looser in the kind of chat and the jokes and the competitions which is probably so enjoyable did. to listen to right so yeah. good it was so much fun and then there was um there was another station kind of for, it was the original station in the city that ended up becoming a pirate station when Limerick 95 started. The people who were on the old station moved on to this out, new right. one. And, uh, and that was really funny as well because it was all these kind of old guys and there was one show where uh, <laughs> all, all the school kids used to listen to, but it was a talk show in the evening. Um, and it was this guy who you could ring up and you could chat about whatever you wanted. And sometimes it was, uh, you know, the things that were going on, you know, people complaining about stuff hap- happening in the neighborhood or, you know, young people are doing this, blah, 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 <laughs> what are we going to do about it? Uh, and every now and then you'd get like really old, old pensioner- pensioners calling up to, to sing Jerry, the host, a song. <laughs> oh, sweet. And, uh, and then in among all that, every school kid uh, between the ages of, 13 and 15 would call up just to insult him because he'd put anyone on the air. <laughs> so people would call up and try to stay on as long as they possibly could while dropping in insults. And uh, Aww, so he had, he had, a, he had an amazing uh, 
demographic, really. Yeah. So he had these people ringing up to insult him. He had old women singing at him and he had people, you know, just complaining about uh, other young people in the neighbourhood causing havoc. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it was uh, it was a tangible mm-hmm. thing. And uh, one of my favourite radio presenters, actually, Ruth Scott, she... Uh, she had a show in Limerick 95 and then went on to 2FM, which is the main, like Radio 1, um, the rain, main national kind of pop music station. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she went on there uh, and I kind of followed her as a listener there and discovered a whole lot of other radio presenters. Um, but, you know, she was from Limerick and she was up at the national state, at the big national station. So you felt like... So I thought, that's uh, yeah. a thing people can yeah. do. And I actually, I actually went... When I went to university, the course I did, I was sort of influenced because Ruth Scott had done that one, the course that I did, which was European studies. And also another guy called Cormac Battle, who he'd done the same course. And I was like, they did that. And the the college had a college radio station mm-hmm. uh, that they'd worked on. I was like, brilliant. I'm, I'm going to get in there. This is why I'm doing it. And then when I arrived, the station had closed. They'd oh, lost no. their license. Oh. Yeah, they'd lost their license. So it was, uh, it was another couple of years before I finally got behind a mic and, uh, and got doing things. People listening are probably feeling the same way about you and your show. I mean, there's kids on the school run who listen to you, right? So they probably yeah. feel the same way and one day want to be the Samstein of wherever they're, they're going to be. Well, I mean, hopefully. I mean, it's, um, I mean, it is good fun. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's an interesting industry and it's an ever-changing industry. And, yes. you know, even the studio we're in now, there's lots of cameras around. Mm-hmm. Um we're not recording this time, but, you know, in the future, you'd be able to see everything that goes on. In Which studios. I think is so cool, you know, just to like have a look. And it's a good laugh, isn't it? Sure, absolutely. But it's it's just a change in it. You know, there's... It, Didn't have m- it before, media, yeah. No, but media has changed. You know, it's not just, mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, if you want to be on the radio, you're very rarely just going to be on the radio now. Mm-hmm. You're going to be on camera as well. You're probably going to be on YouTube. You're going to be, you know, on... Twitch, you're going to be on TikTok. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, you know, there's just so many different elements to all these different things um, and different ways into it as well, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 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 an interesting thing, yeah. So your recent move to RTL has got people mm-hmm. extremely excited, but it's also raised some eyebrows. How do you see it? Uh, well, I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I can say. see that. I can tell. Um, I can really tell. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm certainly one of the people who's excited about it. It's, um, <clears throat> it was, I mean, it was an intro. It was, it was a big decision. Yeah. You know, because I've been yeah. in been at my last job for, like you said, over a decade, um, and uh, I had a lot of great friends there, and it was, you know, it was a great station. Did did a lot of great work. Um, but I, and the show was going well, you know, it was, it was good, but it was just, uh, I'd, I'd been there so long and I, I felt if I stayed, I wouldn't leave. And then I'd regret, I'd regret that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just felt I'd look back and think, I can't believe I turned that down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the opportunity to come work at RTL with all of this tech, with all of this backing, yeah. the clout that comes with that and the chance to start something new from the ground up. I mean... You can't turn that down. To be perfectly honest, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in the industry. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I hope people know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I think it's important um, that people hear this from you as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it was a... It, it was it was a big choice. It was a big mm-hmm. decision, you know, professionally and personally and, you know, for, for a whole pile of reasons. 
Um, but it was, uh, it was one that I, I, I felt I had, you, you just, I couldn't say no to. Yeah. You know, it was. Uh, I can see that you've kind of now or never. You know, you've got a new spring in your step. Well, like I like I said earlier, I've been wanting to be in radio since I was a kid. You know, and I wanted to be. I, I initially actually moved to Luxembourg just to get a bit of work experience, and then go back to be at Two uh, FM or a similar station. And I had interviews years ago at stations, decent sized stations in Ireland, and the kind of things they were offering were. Uh, not not that secure, and it was mm-hmm. uh, they wanted me to go and work at small sister stations further down the country for a small bit of time uh, while I get some experience and build up a kind of a profile in Ireland before moving up to the the main station. Um, and that it as it, as I established myself in Luxembourg and myself and my wife established our lives in Luxembourg, that became less and less realistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go do it, but I'd be uprooting her. We had a dog. We'd been here for a long time. We had a lot of friends here. We'd been living out of Ireland for a long time. And Ireland was, you know, economically not great, you know, security wise. And then to kind of move back to an insecure job, moving, you know, uprooting us from here where things were going fine, just didn't make a lot of sense. So I sort of made peace with staying where staying in Luxembourg and building up what I could there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, after a certain amount of time, it becomes, you reach a level. Yeah. And there's only so much, so much you can do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think after, I think I feel like I, I did my time and, you know, I came for a year to get experience. I got almost 12. <laughs> um, and now it's uh, a good opportunity to go and do something new. Yeah. You know, so, um, so I'm really excited. Um, and there's, you know, there's just so many possibilities you mm-hmm. know, here, which is great. Um, I think there there are a lot of people who thought that, myself included, who thought that you were going to stay forever in yeah. your previous job. And so it came as a very pleasant surprise mm-hmm. um, that there's been this change. Do you feel in some ways that when you left, you're like, this will change my life? Because it was going uh, in a different direction otherwise, right? It was going in a different direction, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had been working, uh, I qualified as a, as a therapist, a counsellor and a therapist a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Because, you know, I like I said, I felt that the work I'd been doing in radio was sort of plateauing and there was only so much more I could do where I was. Didn't know that there was an opportunity, you know, at the time there wasn't an opportunity to do something else or go elsewhere. Um, so that was something I could do. Why therapy? After radio. I've uh, had my own journey through mental health and therapy and counselling. As I started to learn more about it for my own benefit, uh, it just led to a couple of certificates and diplomas. And uh, I thought it's something that I'd like to do myself and eventually qualified. So that was, um, you know, something that it's good for me and good for other people as well. Is it still something that you want to do? Uh, I've I've had to sort of park it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's this is a, is a major commitment, and I, as much as I uh, as I do love that line of work, and I'm passionate about it. Um, this has sort of been this is the job I've always wanted, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of you know I was at the ceiling, yeah, and I've just discovered a door, and there's a couple of floors up that I can go to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's what I'm doing. 
you can safely say you are living your dream. Like you said, as a nine-year-old, this is what you wanted and mm -hmm. you're doing it right now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You can look back and be really proud of that. Yeah. Um, it took a long time, I will say. Yeah. And it's funny, I remember, because I studied uh, broadcasting and media production and the radio guy, I remember he said, uh, you know, it's, if you keep at it, there'll be some kind of break or something. That will, really will stuck happen. with you then. <laughs> right. Um, well, I'd started to go, all right, well, this is as much as I can go now. Yeah. Uh, and he said, you know, if you keep at it, there'll be some break or something will come up. Um, if you can keep at it. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, I, I, you know, right, right time and, uh, you know, right project. But you were starting to think that that was it, right? You were starting to think, okay, this uh, is the not it, but I, I, yeah, I yeah. thought it was pretty much as far as I could go in Luxembourg, and uh, and then this opportunity came up, and uh, it was something I was, you know, very excited to do, and something I, I felt I could add value to. So, what can we expect? Uh, lots, lots of great things. Uh, there'll be morning shows, afternoon shows, evening shows, uh, music through the weekend with uh, lots of different kinds of content, sports content, there'll be comedy content, there'll be uh, in-depth interviews, there'll be fun games, there'll be just a, a whole wide range of audio and visual content in English. It's mad. Every day. It's mad. Every day. Uh, Did you ever think that this would happen in Luxembourg? I'm, Honestly, I, no. Yeah. To be honest, no. Yeah. Um, but it's, well, I mean, maybe. I mean, the audience is there, you know what I yeah. mean? And you've, I've, we've all noticed it growing over the last decade. You can't ignore uh, it. You can't ignore no. the, the size of the English-speaking audience in, in Luxembourg. Uh, there's, there's a need. Uh, I think there's a want. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think people want to hear stuff in the evenings. They want to hear stuff over the weekend. And they want, uh, you know, they want good quality, consistent, fun radio mm -hmm. all the time. And hopefully we can offer that. Yeah. Exciting times. What would you like your listeners to remember you for? Uh, I guess being that kind of person who was there, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. You know, that, that person who was, who was, a, was a, a companion through your journeys to work or, you know, dropping the kids to school or sitting making breakfast or, you know, turning yeah. your computer on at your home office or even your office office or on the bus, just, you know, your, your, yeah, your companion through the morning, basically. You probably don't get to listen to a lot of breakfast shows, do you? Not anymore. Yeah, that must be difficult, missing out on all that. Uh, a, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I guess uh, I, I do listen back to some sort of best of podcasts and I listen to, you know, watch the clips from earlier on and things like that from from different shows but yeah uh, but yeah I've but that whole out. like novelty of being able to call in and all that you don't get that not in the breakfast shows no. but I, I you know I'm a, I, I love radio I'm a radio fan so I, I still listen to plenty of radio if you weren't doing this what would you be doing I know you do the therapy stuff but what is that what you would be doing you'd be a therapist. Uh, yeah or a chef really I really wanted to be a chef since when? When I was a when I was a teenager, I worked as a. Well, I worked, I, you do like cooking. I love cooking. Yeah, one of my first jobs was as a kitchen porter, so like washing pots and yeah. pans. Uh, and generally, what happens when you when you wash enough pots and pans, uh, they stick you online, top you know prepping veg yeah. and doing different things, and you kind of work your way up, uh, you know, to be being like a commie chef mm -hmm. at some stage. And I was on my way. Did you move through, your way up? Yeah, yeah, I worked my way up the line a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
And that was great. I, I really, 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 really thought about yeah. um, being a chef when I was about 16, 16, 17. It was kind of like, will I go to chef and school or will I, mm-hmm. or culinary college or will I uh, not? And so uh, in the end, I didn't. Is that something that you do to relax and chill out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love cooking. You cook every day, don't you? Yeah. I think I remember you saying that. Yeah, you cook every night. Pretty much, unless yeah. we get a takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not very often, right? Uh, sh- sure. Yeah. Um, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Uh, drink more water. Um, chill out a little bit. Uh, chill out even more. You're the most chilled person I know. Uh, duck, you know, like a calm on the outside. Uh, and yeah. Like kind of a frantic, uh, anxious interior. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know, I, I had been. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep, calm down, Yeah, chill out a little bit. It'll, you know, it'll work out. Yeah. Um, do you think that you are at that point in your life where you you know yourself better and you're in a better place, so you're in a better headspace? And I would say so. Because you saying that kind of makes me think you're in a good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would say so. Yeah. Definitely. And becoming a dad helps. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we... We actually both became parents around yeah. at the same time. And uh, yeah, I know people say, oh, I actually met somebody not long before my son was born who had just had a kid. And he was like, they say it'll change you, but it doesn't. It totally does. It does. It absolutely does. Who is the guy uh, that said that? No names. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, but yeah, no, it totally does. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it just gives a different purpose to to your life, basically. Yeah. And you um, don't sweat about the same stuff, do you? No. You no. Just, yeah, you just can't. But that's true. Yeah. You've no time to sweat about about anything else, yeah. uh, except for them, really. Yeah. Um, you know, in a good way. You yeah. know what I mean? Obviously, you take time for yourself, and you you know you you work things out. But um, but you know the, it's what you do is kind of is is for them. What for kind me. of a dad are you? Uh, I think I'm a fun dad. So you're not a strict dad. Uh, n- no, I don't think so. But funny enough, he listens to me more than does than my he. Wife. And I listen to her more than anyone. So it's a chain of command. Yeah. It works then. So she's got it all figured out then. Yeah. 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 Whereas, you know, if I, I guess I'm louder. So if I say things like, if I say stop, then he kind of stops. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, in general, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like, we, we like to have fun and play and stuff like that. So it's great. So I can't let you go without asking you this. What is the one piece of advice that you've been given, apart from the one where you're like, stick at it? Mm-hmm where you think that somebody listening needs to hear? You know, uh, though, again, it was when I was doing the, the broadcasting course, they, they were they were really good actually on that course for sort of nuggets of wisdom and kind of, in, you know, things that are, I think you needed to hear on that course. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was about, you know, when you're setting goals, is about setting small goals, achievable ones, or at least when you set your goals, set, the markers and how you get to that goal okay you know what i mean so it's like oh if i want to be i want to be on the radio great okay yeah. so go take a course in broadcasting go learn how to edit go start a podcast so that you have a show reel uh see if you can get uh an in, you know an internship at a radio station see if you can get cover work at a in the summer at some station you know see if you can whatever whatever you can do these are the the things that get you to that point you need to do the steps right yeah see what the steps are yeah and get there instead of instead of just saying i want to be on the radio and then you where do you start yeah how do you get there like okay you want to do it but how do you do it Figure and then it seems too get, far to then do it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's a million miles away but if you do if you start something 
you've started that and it's the next, you just move through the different, uh, the, the, the whatever mile markers before you get to the goal that you have. And that can apply to all different kinds of things, obviously not just on the radio, but mm-hmm. if, you know, if there's a place you want to be and a place you want to get to, what are the steps that get you there? Figure that out and start doing those, which I thought was really, really good. And Did you struggle with that to see steps in your goals? I think so, because like I said, I'd always wanted to be on, on the radio and I kind of, when I went to do this course uh, and then found that the station had stopped being and then the course wasn't really what I thought it was and I kind of got a bit disillusioned with <laughs> it. It's like a really bad British comedy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I felt, I felt really disillusioned with, with everything yeah. and I was like, oh, you know, I'm not, gonna, not <laughs> never going to be on the radio, never going to do it. And then, and then I suppose I took the step to go on the course and learn about broadcasting and, and things like that and yeah. media production and then, you know, got that bit of advice and then started put, Im- implementing it. But until that point, if you'd asked me, and I was about 23 at that stage, uh, no, 22 maybe. Um, but if you'd asked me, even up in my late teens and early 20s, what do you want to do? This is what I do. This is what I want to do. Yeah, but what are you doing about it? Nothing. Yeah, you know? I think a lot of people have that issue though, because they're like, well, how do I kick this into motion, right? Yeah. And then the other bit of advice that I got was uh, uh, don't work for free. You know, uh, if you are qualified in something, make sure you get paid for the work that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, by all means, you know, if you are on your way up and you're still learning and you have to do an internship, that's one thing. Yeah. But once you've got your qualification or once you've got experience, don't work for free. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, if you don't value your work, then why should anyone else? Oh my God, that advice is amazing. I had been told the opposite all my life. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you must work for free. And one of the consequences of that is I don't know my own value to the point where I would be bending over backwards for free and being out of pocket often out of pocket yeah um because I've been told you have to pay your dues yeah so I think that is a really good piece of advice actually yeah yeah, that one really stuck with me yeah yeah, because I know a lot of people who'd been like Oh, you know, you do it for expo- you do do it for exposure. Yeah. You know. Oh, you know, they're doing a great you a favor. Yeah, yeah, there's a great audience, and you know, let me tell you, you're just being exploited, <laughs> really. Yeah. And uh, and it's uh, it's widespread in many industries. Yeah. Um. So if you're qualified, get paid for your work. You know, if uh, if you say no, uh, and they go, they get somebody else who'll do it for free. They may not be very good. You may not have, you know what I mean? They'll yeah. come back. If you're yeah. qualified and you're, you're, you know that you're able to do the job, they'll come back to you and they'll pay you. Love that. Love that advice so much. Um, I haven't asked you this yet. What is something that you've struggled with in your career or in your personal life that's been a big obstacle for you? Ooh. I suppose, like I said, getting out of my own head sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, um... I, I guess uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you know, this. I'm. I, mean, I I would always leave my keys behind. For example, yeah. right? that's uh, one thing I'm known for. It's forgetting my keys, locking myself out. Yeah, being a little scatterbrained, and that's you know that's generally as to be honest, as a result of some um, anxiety and you know my head being elsewhere, and you know if I'm in a particularly anxious state, I, I'm more forgetful. Um, so getting a handle on that, because that ties, that's not just like, it's not, the bit you see is me leaving my glasses or my keys behind. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like not responding to things or not getting on with yeah. things. And I've, I've, having gotten a handle on that, I'm better at 
doing other things and professionally and personally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's that was a big thing. How did you know that you needed to do something about it? Because there's people who are forgetful. They're like, oh, I'm just forgetful. How do you know that this, this, this is a symptom of something else? I guess examination, you know, mm-hmm. taking taking time to examine yourself, mm-hmm. uh, how you're feeling in those moments, uh, what's going on in your life, mm-hmm. um, having a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. seeing a seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I it, I think everyone should go see a therapist, not just because I've I've worked as a therapist, <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's good. Uh, it's good sometimes just to just to unload in a in a non non judgmental safe place mm-hmm. uh, in, an, in, a, in an anonymous setting mm-hmm. um, just to get these things out because you don't have to go to see a therapist or a counsellor because your life has gone to hell and something yeah. terrible has happened. Uh, it's good to go sometimes just to kind of unload whatever is on in your head so that you can see it mm-hmm. because sometimes if there's so much going on you can't actually concentrate on anything okay. whereas if you just let it out it's all out in front of you and then you can see oh that's what it was. Yeah. You know, this is the bit that's bothering me. These are actually all these things that seem overwhelming because they're all piled up on top of each other. When I lay them all out, they're not that bad. Mm-hmm. Or that's the one I need to concentrate on, you know? It's money really well spent, isn't it? I've spoken to so many who, who say, oh, it's so expensive though. And I'm thinking, but you're prepared to go on a holiday. You know, this... Is- or go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. You know, you how much yeah. do you spend going to the gym or yeah. going to see your GP or whatever it might thing. be? yeah. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's, what what value on peace of mind? Yeah. You know, so that's, that's what I would say about that. Your forgetfulness thing reminds me of a time when you were like, I've got, this is a few years ago, you're like, I've got this watch, it's amazing. Did you know? And I was like, no, I think it was, I think it's like a watch that's linked to your phone. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. And I was thinking it's not very useful. And then you were like, Oh, I couldn't find my phone. You left the oh, studio. Oh, it's the, the Apple. Uh, yeah. I've, yeah, the Apple Watch. Is, I mean, if anyone has one, you know this. It's got a ping setting. Yeah, but so you don't. You weren't even phone. using the ping setting because I think you used the ping setting and then you still couldn't find it. You'd got on the bus and oh, you'd I used come the camera back. Setting. Yeah. yeah, and then do you know what? The camera actually <laughs> took a picture of the bath, the toilet ceiling, <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "I know where my phone is," and then you ran to the toilet, and it made me laugh so much because I was like that is so you but I found a solution to it right <laughs> yeah I'm a exactly. problem solver you did solve that problem yeah yeah I, th- I think the um I'm, I'm very good at pro- uh solving problems uh on my feet or if you know if something goes wrong there's always a solution you yeah. can always fix something um and I think that's as a result of being uh permanently unprepared for my entire <laughs> life and always having to deal with troubleshoot something um so there you go oh yeah I feel like that story really summed you up <laughs> Um, thank you so much for doing this, Sam. No, no problem. It's a pleasure. That was really cool. Is there anything that you want people to know? Did I miss anything? Oh, coming soon. A very exciting new radio station in English in Luxembourg. Make sure you listen in and, uh, you know, get involved. Because, you know, as always, radio is about community. So the the more people get involved, the better it's going to be. Amazing. Thank you so much. And we wish you the best of luck. And we're so proud of you. Thanks. (laughs) Bye.